0: Hola, hola, buen día, ¿cómo están? Wow,
1: hello to our online community in English. There we go, that's yeah, Let us formally introduce ourselves. My name is Isaiah.
0: And I'm Rodney.
1: You're Rodney. That's my name. Give us a shout out in the comments below. We'd love to know that you're there. Give us a like, maybe, you know, heart. You if know, heart. Yep, Whatever
2: it yep. Is. Uh Give us
1: a. St- you're
3: in for, in for a, a treat. treat
1: today, actually. Pastor Christie is bringing the word
0: today. Get your tissues and be ready to get real with yourself.
1: Wow, I'm so glad we have this. Did you know that ECHO could be your place, your people, and your purpose all in one space? It's a beautiful thing.
0: It's it's bellissimo. <laughs> we encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Stop by at Mayo High School for one of our services at 9.30 and 11 a.m. on Sundays, we'd love to we want
1: to meet you. Yes, we, do. we also want to say thank you for your obedience to God's word in the form of giving back to God through the giving of your tithe, which, if you don't know, is 10% of your income as mm-hmm. worship to God. If you would like to give today, head to our website or text an email to what is that, Randy? Uh, uh, 84321.
3: Eight four, That's right. 84321. Wow. 84321.
1: There it is. We hope you enjoy Echo Online Service. Enjoy. Bye. night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this vagabond. I tried with all my might, I just can't win the fight, I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. I can't explain. It's nothing short of a miracle. I mean. I've got some blessings that I don't deserve. I've got some scars, but that. Miracles are miracles A million little miracles Mm -hmm. And miracles are miracles Count your miracles One, two, three, four I can't even count them I can't even count them all I can't even count them all I can't even I can't even count them all Oh, I can't even I can't even, I can't even, I count them all, I can't even, I can't even count Miracles are miracles, a million little miracles, yeah, miracles are miracles, count your miracles One, two, three, four, I can't even count them all, miracles Oh, miracles A million little miracles Thank you, Jesus, for the miracles of miracles Count your miracles One, two, three, four I can't even count them all One, two, three, four I can't even count them all
3: Good morning, good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. This is one of our favorite things we get to do at Echo. We are going to child, oh my word, wow. We are going to have child dedication right now. Sorry guys. Christy Cass needs coffee. Child dedications, big words here. All right, at this time we'd love for the families that are participating to come forward. You can come up over by Andy onto the stage behind me and you're just going to line up and we are going to honor you. Let's clap for our families and celebrate. Right this way, right this way.
0: You're doing great. I'll stop the children from falling, I promise.
3: So for those of you that don't know, child dedication is something that we find very significant and special, so We know that and we believe that these children are children from God. They are miracles, they are blessings, and they are gifts. But there is power in us recognizing them and speaking life over them and dedicating them to the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So today we are going to be honoring a few families, and they're going to be spreading out, and we have some cute siblings. Yes. You guys look so fresh. I have a confession. When so families come so up, clean. I just look at the second-borns because they entertain <laughs> the first borns the me. The first-borns? The 2nd ones. First, second-borns. It's good. I love you it. You guys look beautiful. All right. Awesome. So we are going to be dedicating these children and so sam is going to be sharing some scripture and insight with you absolutely so the bible is pretty clear on the importance that children
0: hold psalm 127 1 says unless the lord builds the house the builders labor in vain We can build our children up with affirmations and responsibility and discipline, and all those things are wonderful. But if we are not creating a foundation of faith in Jesus Christ, it's all in vain. In verses 3 and 4, it says, Children are a heritage from the Lord. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth these children that you see up here they are an inheritance from the Lord. And when we remember that, when we recognize that, when we cultivate the culture of God's inheritance, we are creating legacies for years and years and years to come. We at Echo, we are committed to remember uh, this when it comes to our families, that our children are not our own but that they are a gift from God. Therefore, we understand that we are called to cultivate and care for our children. Biblically, we see examples how we are called to give God our children, and that in return, he gives them back to us. Child dedication is inspired by a story in 1 Samuel, um, all centered around Hannah. Hannah. Hannah was barren for many, many years, and all she longed for was a child. And so she cried out to God, please, God, anything, please just bless me with a child, and I swear to you, God, I will give him back to you to serve you. And God did exactly that. He provided a child to Hannah, and this this action, this story, after he provided that, that child to her, she then gave her child back to God to serve in his temple that action ultimately led Mary and Joseph to dedicate Jesus at the temple when he was born. So today at Echo, we are going to do our best to follow that biblical example and to dedicate all these amazing children to God.
3: So parents, I'm going to say a few statements, and if you agree, you can simply say, I do, okay? Just like your wedding day, you got this. (laughs) All right, parents. Do you publicly declare that you put your trust in God in raising your children? If you agree, please say, I do. Good job. You guys are killing it. Secondly, parents, do you publicly declare that you are committed to cultivate and care for your children, modeling a Christ-like faith? If you agree with me, please say, I do. Echo Church, this is where you come in. In return to us praying over these children, we ask you... As the local church body here at Echo Church, will you help these families with this task? You can pray for them, support them. You can even extend your hand out as we're praying in a few minutes. Because if I know anything, being a mama myself, is it takes a village to raise children, amen? Absolutely. So if you agree to join these beautiful families in praying for them, please say, I do. I do. Good job. Yes, Good thank job. you. And then everyone... If you agree that we are blessing these children to be Jesus-blessed children, please say, I do. I do. All right, we have some prayer team members and leadership behind us, and we are going to go down the line and personally praying for every single child, all right? We believe in the power of names,
0: and we wanna speak that over them, what those names mean, and the life that they are gonna live for God's kingdom. If you'd like to join us in prayer, yes, as Christy said, feel free to extend a hand um, or just uh, engage with us. God, we pray over Alicia and Sawyer. God, we know that you made Alicia to be a noble woman warrior. God, we know that you made Sawyer to be a strong worker, to provide growth for your kingdom, to plant goodness into his words and with his actions. God, we pray over these two precious children right now. God, we pray that their lives point others to you and your goodness. God, I pray over their parents as they raise them up to truly know Jesus's character, that they know him just like he is their best friend, and that they never have a single doubt of his goodness and his love over their lives. Amen.
3: Amen. All right, we're going to pray for Axel Wyatt. Axel means noble warrior, planter, worker, growth, and strength. And when I see this little buddy, that's what I think of, and we're going to pray over you. God, I just thank you so much for Axel. I thank you for the purpose that you have in his life, God, and I just thank you for the gift that he represents, God. I pray for his life to be a reflection of you. I pray for the calling that you have on his life, God. And I just pray for you to make a way. I pray for your steadfastness and perseverance, God. Continue calling him by name. And I pray that Axel knows that he is strong and he is a warrior and he is not alone. And we just give him him his life, God. We ask for your help. Equip Tom and Kristen, God, and speak into them today in your name. Amen.
0: Amen. Next we have the beautiful Georgiana Marie. Georgiana and Marie meaning worker of earth, beloved. And I love that idea of just working your roots deep into the earth. There's nothing more important than being rooted in your identity in Christ. And so I just want to pray over that over you today, Georgiana. God, thank you so much for this beautiful daughter. God, I pray that she is rooted in your words, the words that you speak over her. No one else, God, defines her life other than you, that she knows that she was made to conquer, that she knows that she was made to encourage, that she was made as a delight in your eyes and that she is a masterpiece. God, we thank you so much for this little miracle. We count her as one of the greatest miracles we've seen. We just wanna exalt you today in your goodness, God. Amen.
3: All right. And we are going to pray for this little guy. This is Liam Clay. And Liam means determined protector and renewal. And God, we just come to you and we just pray over Liam, God. I thank you for the gift of his life, the surprise that he was to Kylie and Peter, God. And I just see so much joy in him, God. I see adaptability and just peace and comfort, God. And I just pray right now that you will continue using Liam's life. God, I pray for you to call him by name. I pray for the ministry that you are gonna put before him, God, and just him being a leader, God. And I just pray for Kylie and Peter as they raise him up, God, equip them saturate their life for more of you, God. Overflow their heart with joy, God. And I just thank you for all the lessons that you've already taught them, God. But I pray that you continue giving Liam just the best life following you in your name, amen.
0: Amen. Next we have Miss Quinley Rose. Quinley means to rest, revive. Roses represent God's love at work in the world. (laughs) Let's pray over Quinley today. God, thank you so much for this beautiful rose. God, thank you for showing us your work in this world through her beauty, through her giggles, through her smiles. God, we thank you so much for this miracle. God, we pray that her life glorifies you. God, we pray that she loves others the way that you love her. God, I just pray over her parents right now. I pray over Lacey and Matthew that they know exactly what she needs to hear to feel loved, to feel safe, to feel comforted, and for her to know what is true. And you want us to chance on the microphone?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Amen. I'm going off the script here, but one thing I love in this moment is that these two came to Echo on a child dedication Sunday, supporting her sister, and then seeing just the transformation in your lives and the calling that God has for you. I just want to honor you. Thanks. So All good, right, so little good. Eason, little man. We call him Easy e The youngest of three, you want to hold something? Here you go. Just kidding. All right, Eason Isaac. Eason Isaac means son of Adam one who laughs and rejoices. And we're just going to pray over you. God, I thank you so much for Eason and the joy that you bring, God. I pray for the laughter in his soul, God. I pray for you to use his life, God, for your glory. I pray for purpose in it, God, that you are going to raise him up to be a strong warrior, a fighter, God, a defender. I just see him loving people and leading them to you, God. And I just pray for your steadfastness, steadfastness, your purpose, God. Give Brian Isaac creative ways to reach their son, God, on a daily basis. And we just cling to you. We ask for more of you, Jesus, in this in this life journey, God. And we dedicate Eason over to you today. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay, over here we have the beautiful Eliana Grace and Olivia Gale. Eliana Grace, meaning God has answered. God's grace, goodness, and generosity. Olivia Gale, your name means peace, friendship, and a father's joy. We had a lot of names today, meaning warrior and fighter, which are important and we need those. But how good to know that God's grace and generosity and goodness is just as important. And you two represent that. God sees that when he looks over you. Let's pray over you today. God, You thank you so much for these answers to prayer. God, thank you for the grace that their lives show. God, thank you for the goodness that their lives show, for the generosity. God, I pray that their lives, again, can just glorify you, that they know that exactly how they are, that that is enough, that they don't need to strive for more, they don't need to fight for more, because who you made them to be is exactly who they are supposed to be, and that they can live in that, they can sit in that and know how loved they are, how seen they are by you, and that you are the greatest father that they can ever have. A father that, w- that will always be there through it all, that will hold them and surround them and encourage them.
3: We thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. So we have Noah Graham here with his family. So and Noah Graham, for those of you that do not know, it means rest, repose, and home. Yes. Yes number four. So we're going to pray over Noah. God, we just come to you right now and we just thank you for this precious life. I thank you for the gift that Noah has brought to his family. God, and I just pray over Sam and Laura and Noah's siblings. God, I pray for purpose in his life. I pray for the calling that you have for him. God, set him apart and shine his light for you, God, in your name. Amen.
0: Amen. Here we have Leo Alexander and Daxton James. God, we just bring Leo and Daxton to you right now. God, we know that you created these two beautiful boys to be brave, to have the heart of a lion, defender of men. Daxton, that you are a warrior, one who follows, one who plants. So God, I just, I pray for provision over their lives that what they touch grows, God, that what they have, they defend. They defend for your goodness, for your glory. God, that their words honor you, that their actions honor you, that the way they love honors you, that they are brave to, for your kingdom glory, to show your truth. Thank you, Jesus.
3: All right, and we have Ophelia Rose. And Ophelia Rose means to aid, to benefit, to help, and it means beauty. And we're going to pray over you right now. God, I just come to you with Ophelia and faith, God, and I thank you for her life i thank you for the purpose that you have for her god she came storming into this world god and she (laughs) has been blooming ever since god and i just pray for steadfastness i pray for you to equip faith god on this special day god that she is enough that she is worthy god i thank you for calling both of them by name god i thank you for new beginnings and fresh starts and i just pray a hedge of protection over them i pray for perseverance and strength God, and faith, I mean her name, God, I pray that you give her faith today for the future and for her daughter, God, and for their family. In your name, amen. Amen. Over here, we have Kinley May. Guys, look
0: at this precious face. I can't even. Kinley means fair hero, pearl, and growth. God, thank you so much for Kinley May. God, we are so thankful for this precious little miracle that you have blessed us with. God, I just pray that in her life, she is the hero. God, that she is a hero for your goodness. God, that she shines like a pearl. That everything she touches grows. God, I just pray for faith that is so rooted in who you are. And that her mere presence, when she walks into the room, like she just brings light with her, God. Your goodness with her always. We thank you, Father.
3: Amen. And I just want to say that Melissa and Cheryl had like 10 kids in two years. So that's just superhero status right there. Definitely. I might be exaggerating, but that's what it feels like and looks like. Absolutely. All right, Rockland Tanner. All right, last one for this service. Rockland Tanner means rock, strength, steadiness, and durability. And he's number four as well in their family, and we're going to pray over him. And he has had rocking hair since he came out of the womb. Amen. (laughs) God, we just pray over Rockland Tanner right now, God, and I just see him as a rock and a pillar. I see him strong, God, and I just thank you for his parents and growing them, growing him in faith, growing him in this community, God, and I just pray for you to give them what they need, God, the daily equipment, the daily discipline. God discernment I just pray over them God and I just thank you for Rocklin and how you knew he was coming when they didn't God and I just thank you for the purpose in his life and I just declare it and I cannot wait to see him grow and be a child of you and we just pray and declare his life over you today amen amen amen. guys can we give it up for all the families
0: up here can we celebrate their goodness you guys can exit the stage
3: make some fails. Anyone screw up in life ever? Some epic fails, some shortcomings? Yes. That's seriously our daughter. I'm just having a pause right now. I love you, Zakaya. So I thought I would open with some epic fails, some current, some favorites. God gave me a fresh fail just that happened in the past 24 hours and I'm shaking my head but you know I was feeling really bad then I came to church and I felt less bad because I saw a good hundred people made the same mistake my kids were outside yesterday all day without sunscreen and they are cherry red tomato red there they are that picture was taken last night Zion is our oldest daughter. She's 12. Zacchaeus is the one that's in this room right now. She's nine. And then Keza is five. Y'all, we were at soccer. I didn't think we needed sunscreen. I'm like, we're, we're good. It's not that hot. But, you know, the sun was still out for over four hours on them on a field. So here we are with aloe vera, ibuprofen, fans on their bodies all night. Kaya has eczema flare-ups on her arms. We're doing great things. So there's an epic fail just to humble myself in front of you today to show you that I don't have it all together. My favorite all-time fail, who wants to hear it? Good, because you don't have a choice. So my kids went to Longfellow Elementary. For those of you that don't know, Longfellow is a year-round elementary school, which is awesome. So it's 45 days on, 15 days off, which means you start school in July. So I just like to say that because it makes me feel a little better. It's not the standard Tuesday after Labor Day. So July of 2018, I thought I had one last day of summer. I was pretty hyped with my girls. I had worked in the salon. I'm a hairstylist. I uh, worked in the salon the night before. Organized, you know, fun mom sleepovers. So Zakaya was with a friend, and Zion, my other daughter, was with a friend, and we. I was going to go pick him up. We were going to get treats. We were going to do lunches. We were going to go to the pool. One last fun day, right? Anyone like to have a fun day before going to school or going back to work? Just me, okay? I like every excuse to be in the sun. So that morning, I'm at home. I'm getting everything together. It's a little after 10 o'clock, and I'm with my then one-year-old, our youngest daughter, and my phone rings, and I have caller ID, and on the receiving end, I I look at my phone and it says Longfellow Elementary. Uh Uh-oh. So I immediately think, oh, it's probably about my oldest daughter. She has allergies. They want to make sure we're good to go on the EpiPen and all this stuff. I answer the phone and on the other end was Sandy. Sandy's the admin, awesome lady at this school. And she says, hey, Christy. And I'm like, hey, Sandy, what's going on? And she's like, I was just wondering when you guys are going to be back in town. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, the kids aren't, the girls aren't here, and we were just checking attendance or however she worded I'm like, what do you mean? Like, school starts tomorrow. And she says, no, it starts today. So, like every blind mother in America, I said, no, it starts tomorrow. And I start arguing with her as there's a school full of students that she's wrong, I'm right. Andy says, that sounds right. Amen. So, I. like start sweating, freaking out, FaceTime my friends, I need to retrieve my kids, I need to go get them, like they're animals, and I go and pick them up, and I'm frantic, and we're throwing food in the lunch boxes, and they're mortified, but you know, like every good mom, I needed a picture still. So I quick took a Sharpie marker on a piece of paper and said, Zion's first half day of school (laughs) and Zacchaeus' first half day of school. Walk of shame to Longfellow Elementary and Good times. The whole faculty got a kick of it because they know our whole family and we were the talk of the school and probably still talk about it. So anyone else in this room ever missed the first day of school? That's what I thought. (laughs) So why do I share this? Because I believe we all have, whether it's a mom fail, an epic fail, or an opportunity for us to learn and grow from our shortcomings in life. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because... Even me being up here, I just want to be completely transparent. I did not go to school to be a pastor. I am up here out of full obedience. I get nervous every time, so I just need to tell you that I'm a human, and I'm here because I have three daughters, and I want to show them that God gives men and women a voice and that we are all called to use our gifts for his glory. And so I just pray that today my words are not my words, but God speaks through me miraculously and can touch your life. So today I want to read a verse that I have been chewing on for the past month. And I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes there's just situations, things. It can be a word. It can be a song. any of you ever hear a song, you're like, why do I keep hearing this song everywhere? I know my minivan goes to Bluetooth, and it will just pick the same song every single time. And I'm like, why? Well, one thing I've learned over the years is that when that is happening, sometimes I feel God is saying, pay attention to this. And that's why I'm reading the verse today, and it's out of Matthew, the book of Matthew. So if you have your Bibles, please open them, grab your app on your phone. If you haven't downloaded it, it's free. It's a good time. Download that app, guys. You'll use it. Uh, Matthew, and we're looking at chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. These verses have been ringing in my ears, burning in my heart for the past month. And I've known these verses for years But there's just, I mean, I'm talking like four to five sermons I've heard in the past couple weeks. I like to podcast a lot. Uh, Books, conversations, um, to the point where we have some new merch, because I love merch just with like Christian, like positive phrasing. And we have some stuff coming out in the next month with this message on it. Because I believe God is wanting to speak to us through this. So this is Jesus talking, to give you some context. He's talking to a crowd. John is in prison, and he is grumbling, doubting God, and just really struggling with where he's at and what his purpose is. And so Jesus is talking to this crowd and he says this, are you tired? Yes. Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me and get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest by walking with me and working with me And watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill lifting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. And if I were to title this message today, I would title it, You Can Recover Your Life. Amen? Amen. And I just want to pray over you before I go any more further. God, I just come to you with this beautiful group of people. And I just pray that you are the God of recovery. I know it. I believe it, God. And I just pray for the restoration. I pray for fresh starts, God. And I pray for new beginnings. I pray that you can meet us where we're at and equip us and show us and guide us what it looks like to live a life with you, besides you, by walking with you and keeping company, God. Speak through me today, God. And I just pray for my words to comfort those sitting down in front of me right now, God, use us by us sharing our story with you. Amen. So how do we recover our life? It's really simple, okay? Walk with Jesus. We're done. We can all leave. But seriously though, why, why is it that sometimes the recovery process can be so messy, so hard, so complicated? And I just want to unpack some key words in that excerpt right now with you. Recovering our life, God calls us to simply walk with him. So how do we do that? I think the first step is assessing where you're at. And I'm not talking physically, you're sitting in a seat at Mayo High School, but where are you at in your life right now? What is consuming your thoughts? What's grabbing your attention? How are you really doing? Like I'm talking, what? what is the thing that is coming up in your heart, your forefront every single day? When you hit the bed at night and you're laying on your pillow in your bed, what's keeping you awake? We need to pay attention to what is getting your attention. I think one thing that if I struggle with, and Andy can say amen, is time management. Time management has been very difficult for me through the years And I'm not saying, I'm a highly motivated person. I'm Enneagram three. I like to do all the things. Like that's, like my list is, my list is too big in the day. And so for me, the time management struggle that I have is the things that are not on top of my list get moved to the top because it's in front of me. Anyone like that? I feel like a scattered squirrel in my house. Like I wake up and I don't, like Andy and I are two different human beings. Let's just say that. Andy walks down our stairs, makes his coffee, gets his Bible, sits for an hour plus. Christy gets up. Oh, and he wakes up with joy. I wake up grumbling, stressed, see the mess. Anyone see the mess right when you wake up? Or you're doing laundry, you're packing lunches, or you're doing all the things. And, and I'm not saying a clean house doesn't matter. But for me, if anything in this season, why I keep going back to this verse is that God is, I feel, not only whispering, but yelling at me, pay attention to me. Pay attention to those human beings that you're raising. Do they know that they are your top priority? You see, time management is not about doing more things. It's about doing the right things at the right time. If everything is important, then nothing is. Your time matters. How you spend your Sundays matter. How you start your day off matters. Are you, you have to be willing to decide what makes the cut and what doesn't. Yesterday morning as I was dissecting this message and doubting, honestly, all of it. Because I think I wrote like eight sermons and was trying to put it into one. And I'm talking and processing with Andy, trying to contextualize my message and what God has been speaking to me about. And as tears were flowing down my cheeks, and I was crying, saying, I don't feel like my life is recovered. I feel weak. I'm feeling attacked right now. I'm lacking trust, and I just was getting it out. And I think the biggest lesson that I've learned through the years is it's not minimizing what you're going through or minimizing the pain or the weakness, but it's saying it and saying, God, I need your help. And as I was talking to Andy, he said this, truth bomb, like he likes to do to me, but it was, it just pierced my heart and he said, Christy, the issue is you are always recovering and you're never overcoming. Cool, huh? <laughs> and maybe some of you are like me where you feel like you're constantly in recovery and you've never overcome. One of the biggest breakthroughs in my life, when I look at my life over the past 40 years, when I was, was when I was 20 years old, and a lot of you have heard me share it and I talk about it in Echo culture is when I was in college and I grew up in a Christian home, I'm very grateful for the rhythm of going to church and learning about God, but I did not have my surrender moment until I was 18 at University of Minnesota Duluth. And about a year into the school season of college for me was when my breakthrough happened. And when I think about the recovery for me, is a lot of times I think we hear recovery, at least I do, and I think addiction, or I think sin, or maybe lifestyle choices, and for me at that point in my life, I was struggling with who I was dating, what I was doing in my free time, how I was spending my weekends, and just like the struggle of being a college student in Duluth, because it's rough. And then I had this moment where I made decisions, I seeked God, I paid attention to what he was telling me to do, and that was, Christy, move out Live with Christian friends. Christy, break up with this guy. Be single for a season. Christy, surrender this and you will gain this. And I started doing all of this and it was a give and take and it was me learning and gaining trust with God. And that's awesome. But when I look at the last 20 years from when I did that, I'd say the recovery that I've struggled with the most is the mind. And I'm sick of it. Can't read my words. (laughs) Can I have a Kleenex, Sandy? Thanks. And I'm crying for my own life. Thank you, Jen. But I'm crying for you. I have too many conversations with people who are not paying attention to what God is calling them to. And I look around this room and you're all called. Yesterday, as I was prepping, I was yelling at my kids because they were bothering me as I was trying to read the Word. <laughs> and Andy literally said, get, it, get your headphones and go on a Jesus walk. So that's what I did. I walked around my neighborhood, and they all see me crying, but I have sunglasses on trying to mask my pain, right? But there's this quote that I read last night, and it says this. It's by Tyler Stan, brilliant pastor. I don't know him, but I like listening to his messages. And it says, when you are waiting, you're not doing nothing. You're doing the most important something there is. You're allowing your soul to grow up. God wants you to grow up. He wants me to grow up and stop acting like a moody toddler who wants to justify that I'm tired and I'm burnt out and I don't want to do anything about it. If you can't be still and wait, you can't become what God's created you to be. I don't like being still. I don't like silence. It's like if I'm doing that, it's at the very end of the day or the very end of the week, and it's like this reward to myself that I did it. I did all these things, and now I get to do this. That's not who God has created you to be. God has created you to be a person who seeks him first, gives him your cares, cast your cares upon him, and he will take it, and he will make your burdens light. So how do we do that? The path of recovery looks like us walking with Jesus every single day. Not one day a week, not an hour a week, not checking the box, I went to church, but truly walking with him. If you go back into that verse, I don't know if it's behind me, but walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. You see, God wants us to keep company with him. He already knows our thoughts, so why do we punish ourselves and not let him in? And I'm here to ask you this, have you walked with Jesus today? Have you walked with him in this season? Or are you too busy? What is Jesus showing you right now? What miracle do you see him do every single day? And then, after seeking God, stay with Him. It's not where not to walk away. We're supposed to include Him into our entire day, and that's how we live freely and lightly. When I think of living freely and lightly, I see my kids. I see the joy that they have, the belly laugh, giggles, the like the fearlessness of my middle daughter. The crazy amount of joy our youngest daughter has. The perseverance our oldest has. And when I think of my own life, a lot of times I feel fake. I feel fake like I don't have any joy. I want it, but I don't have it. And so something that I've been on a journey of is seeking God on what it looks like to have joy. Joy. And I'm not wanting to minimize if you're in a valley, if you're going through a hard time, if you've been struggling and you're like, Christy, there is nothing that I can be grateful for right now. But it's flipping that script and saying, God, thank you for letting me be here right now. Thank you for giving me breath. You see, joy, I have an acronym because we like those here. Joy. When I think of joy, J represents Jesus. We get joy from him. He is joy The effects of recovery is evident joy. Manufactured joy versus the manifestation of joy. What does that mean? Manufactured joy will come and go. It's more of us just receiving, receiving. It doesn't last. It can be me, you know, going through a coffee drive through which that does bring me joy, but it doesn't withhold through the day, right? I like coffee. Everyone knows it. But... Real joy is supernatural. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Y'all, I have had laughter just flow out of me that I can't stop because joy has given me joy. Jesus has given me joy. The definition of joy is the feeling of great pleasure and happiness. True joy is limitless. Life-defining and... It, has a, it means it has a, you have a reservoir waiting to be tapped into. There is that reservoir that God is saying tap into this. Lean into him. It requires the utmost surrender, and it's a choice. Joy is a choice. Joy is a decision that we choose to make every single day. And if I'm looking at it through the lens of being a Christ follower, it means that we are to be dependent on who Jesus is rather than who we are. What's true, what's not? A couple years ago, we were going through a really hard season, and we didn't know what our future looked like. We didn't know where we were supposed to live, what we were supposed to do, and every reason I had in my flesh was to not have joy. But what I and Andy, myself and Andy said every single day is no matter what, we're gonna be okay. God is with us. God, we choose to live for you. God, you have a calling on our life. And even when I didn't believe it, I was saying it. I was speaking the word, looking up scripture, speaking them out loud. Out loud, that's what joy looks like. It wasn't minimizing the pain. Sometimes I get anxiety attacks, and I've talked about this a little. I never had them until the past five years. And I honestly didn't have a lot of grace for it, for people when they say, I didn't really know what anxiety was, like, into that level. I'm like, oh, I've been stressed. And then all of a sudden I started struggling with some side effects, like my lip quivering 24-7 or my eye glitching for three months straight in this past year. Or I feel like there's a large human being sitting on my chest and I can't breathe fully and it's not minimizing that anxiety, but when I'm having those panic attacks or stressed out, I'm saying, God, I surrender my life, recover my life. I choose to live for you no matter what. Come into my life, invade me. And it's shifting my focus and saying, God, I need more of you in this circumstance. And that's what today's about. It's an invitation to more. In Romans 15, 13, it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy in the peace because you trust in him. God wants you to trust him today. That you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God gives us confidence. So my O in the acronym, so J for Jesus, O I have is outlook. God wants to change your outlook or your perspective. What opportunities are in front of you that he's calling you to maybe take as a challenge versus a failure God wants to grow your faith today. I think that life's troubles are an opportunity for us to have great joy. Because in times of trial, we have the opportunity to grow our faith and turn hardships into a time of learning. So, how do we change our perspective? One thing that I feel called to is to be a leader. And this isn't a title that's in front of your name at work or at the end of an email. God is calling you to be a leader. Maybe it's a leader in your home. Maybe it's a leader in your neighborhood. Maybe it's a leader in your friend group. Maybe it's a leader in a situation that you're in right now. Because if you look at, there's a chapter, two chapters in the Bible that I love. I use all the time for our echo leadership. It's in the book of 1 Timothy. and It's chapters three and four. And this whole teaching That they're talking about is how we are to teach with our life. And it says this, a leader must be well thought of, committed to your spouse, committed to your partner, committed to your family. You are to be cool and collected. And I'm not saying like I look cool. I'm saying cool. Who responds in just the calmest manner all the time? Yes, you do. (laughs) He raised his hand. That's awesome. That is a weakness for me. And again, I come up with all the justification of why I'm not cool, why I'm stressed and overreacting. God wants us to be accessible. Are you available for those around you? And he wants us to be hospitable. Are you sharing your life with others? Hospitality is a lot more than opening up your home, which I think is really important. But are you open to others? Are you doing life with other people? The opposite of these things is pushy. God doesn't want us to be pushy. He wants us to be gentle. It says to not be over fond of wine. So not be relying on substances to numb your pain. He doesn't want us to be money hungry. He wants us to handle our affairs well, which means handle your life well. Be responsible. And then the last one is he calls us to be attentive to our children and having their respect a line that goes through my head every day when i'm getting when i'm struggling is do my kids even like being around me? Do you like being around yourself? God's calling us to do the work today, to live out loud. It looks like a lot of holy work. It's on our knees. It's pausing and reflecting. Maybe it's sitting in your car a little longer before pulling in the driveway. I've done that, except when I work from home, and Chrissy just has to walk around the cul-de-sac a few times before entering that door. But it's identifying what you need. John Mark Comer says this, Jesus doesn't offer us an escape. He offers us something far better, equipment. He offers his apprentices a whole new way to bear the weight of our humanity. With ease at his side, you are not alone. So spend time with him today. Peter says this, I never can say his last name, but he wrote Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Emotionally Healthy Leader, which is what I'm reading from right now. Really good books if you are seeking God and wanting to know what it looks like to be healthy on all accounts. It says this, Watch for the internal signs that you are exceeding your limits. Doing more for God than your abiding relationship with Him. For example, do you lack peace? Are you irritable? Are you rushing around all the time? Make it your first priority and goal to seek His face every single day. Start your day seeking Him. Pay attention to your limits, pay attention to your emotions. So not only does he call us to spend time with him, he calls us to spend time with others, to serve each other, to encourage one another. Mother's Day isn't about us just honoring our moms on Mother's Day. It's about us honoring the people we love every single day. When God gives you a word, speak it out. Hebrews 3.13 says this, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encouragement can be an antidote for deceitful nature of sin and the hardening of our hearts to God. God wants us to rally for each other. And that's something that's been resonating with me even as we've been preparing for our women's ministry this summer is that we are called to rally. And I saw someone, some of you wearing the hats today that say, let's rally. I'm not talking about cheerleading, even though I was a cheerleader. RWHS, let's go. Andy Cass. But I'm calling. Are you rallying for people when they're down and out? Are you rallying for those that are struggling right now? Are you encouraging your friend when they're struggling? Some of you are going through the hardest seasons of your life. Ask for help. I want to encourage some of the people in this room right now. Some of you have lost a loved one in this season. And I just want to say you're not alone. I see single parents in the room. And you're wearing lots of hats and you're not alone. And you're doing a good job. But give yourself the grace that you're offering up to everyone else around you on a daily basis. I have this written down. Who you are is more important than what you do. Why? Because the love of Jesus in you is the greatest gift you have to give to others. Who you are as a person, and specifically how well you love, will always have a larger and longer impact on those around you than what you do. So let's love each other. My last letter for joy is why, And I wrote down YIELD. When I hear yield, y'all, I typically speed up. (laughs) Anyone else? Who hits the yellow light and flies through it? Yes, you're my people. (laughs) Who slows down every time? And then you have kids in the car and they start learning. Mommy, why do you speed up every time there's a yellow light? Because we got places to go, kids. We're running late. And I can crack all the jokes, but God is calling us to stop hurrying. I think of the hurry syndrome. A lot of that is a reference to me feeling tired and burnt out. John Mark Comer says, The solution to an overbusy life is not more time. Any of you say, if only I had one more day, if I had another hour. I've said that way too many times. It's to slow down and simplify our lives around what really matters. Hurry is the violence to your soul. Take care of your soul today. Stop multitasking all the time. One of my favorite botches that I did, or I've done many times, is any of you ever text the wrong person the wrong thing because you're doing so many things? And then we get excited that our laptops offer iMessage, and then I'm doing, so, I mean, I just have screwed it up because I'm always multitasking. Our brains are tired. Our hearts are tired. Our minds are tired. God wants us to slow down with him. Are you forgetting important dates? Are you forgetting important people in your life? First day of school, are you forgetting it? If you're like me, oftentimes at the end of the day, I have no energy for bedtime. I'm the worst at bedtime with my kids. I'm literally like, peace, I love you, I'll see you tomorrow. And then there's Andy reading and praying and doing all the things, but it's because he saves that reserve. He has that reservoir for our kids and that's the type of mom that I wanna be. Keep the main thing, the main thing. And I want to say this to you, what you give your attention to is the person you become. What's consuming your attention right now? And as I close, I want to ask you this. Do you really believe that God loves you? Like really believe that he died for you? because this is something that I have wrestled with far too long he loves me he's proud of me he's proud of you because God unconditionally loves you so it's time to recover our life today it's time to walk with him band you can come up it's time for us to do the work to roll up our sleeves to say enough is enough it's time to live freely and lightly. Today is about us inviting him into more, and I love it if you could stand with me. I just want to pray over you. And for focal reasons, if you could close your eyes and just in um, I like to do this just for surrender as you can take your hands out if you feel comfortable, open palm and just. Think of the things that's on the forefront of your mind. What is God asking you to give him right now? Is it a situation? Is it a circumstance? Maybe it's sin in your life. Maybe it's something you're struggling with right now, a conviction. Pay attention to what is getting your attention. And I'm gonna pray for you. God, we just come to you right now and we pray and ask for you to fill us up. Holy Spirit, consume our lives, overflow into our hearts and our minds. God, I pray for you to take captive anything that's not of you, God. We want more of you, God. Give us more peace, more rest, God. I pray for you to enter into every single person's life in this room, God. Transform their life. I pray for the road of recovery, God that it's true recovery and transformation and restoration, God. And I thank you for reminding us today that we can do this with you. God, I pray for us to prioritize you and that we can keep company with you on a daily basis, God. I pray for more joy, God. A joy is not a thing of the past or when we got saved or when we were in college or when our kids were young, God, I pray for people to have joy in their current situations, joy in their current life scenarios, God. I pray that we can seek you on a daily basis and that you will show us what it looks like to follow you every step of the way. Take our burdens, God. Take our pain, take the anxiety and the depression the fear, the lack of trust, God, and fill us with hope, love, and joy. And we declare this and we surrender to you. Amen.
1: Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Show us that's where the miracle starts. Beyond what I want, beyond what I see, the change from my world began it in me, I'm wholly surrendered, Lord, do what you will in me, just make me your vessel, this life is it all you can have it all God You can have it all You can have it all God You can have it all You can have it all God You can have it all You can have it all You can have it all <Independence> Humbly we come and Boldly we see Do what you will in me. Just make me your vessel. Life as an offering.
2: Yes, God, come to me. Those who are weary, and I will give you rest. As Christy was speaking, I was thinking about recovery. And I was thinking about you. I was thinking about how some of you come in here you're like, I don't relate to this message. I got more energy than the energizer bunny. I'm good. I want to tell you this. The best time of recovery is not when you're depleted. The best time of recovery And finding the power and the joy and the fulfilling of Jesus is today. So Christy, thank you. Thank you for reminding us that the effect of finding Jesus and allowing him to change our outlook and us yielding to that outlook. Come on, someone needs to say amen to that right there. That's that's a whole situation in itself. The effects of that is joy. And he wants that for your life. And what I've learned is this that I can wake up with joy every morning because I've chosen to follow Jesus. I surrender my will. And every day, the first thing I do is I say, Lord, what's the outlook that you need to give me today? And I do my best at yielding to his work. And I just understand some of you came in here, you feel far from God. Some of you are depleted and you're weary. Uh, some of you are, are decently, you know, empowered and you feel like life is going on. Well, again, It doesn't matter who you are you you come to the room. I just want to remind you, the best thing we can do today is this, is surrender once again to Jesus. And some of you feel far from God. And this is just a simple invitation to take a step towards God because he's just sitting there at the edge of his seat waiting for his long lost son, and the long lost daughter. And what we do here at Echo Church is we try to make that simple, that first step. And what we do is we pray a prayer, not just for you, but for ourselves, as a reminder that we cannot do life alone, but we need Jesus at the center of everything we do. Can I hear an amen? And I wanna invite you to pray that with us as well today. It might be your first time. It might be at this point your 50th time. Uh, But let us pray this as we allow Jesus to enter into the center of our being and everything we do. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. And everybody says, Amen. amen. Can we celebrate with those that might have just prayed that for the very first time? My hope is that you'd find joy, that there would be a weight that would come off your shoulder and that you would just find the hope that Jesus has for you. The second people we want to celebrate today is this, is those that have come to Echo for the very first time. Echo Church, are we glad that they are here today? Come back. We'd love to connect with you.